How come you're always helping everybody and getting paid back for well? That's the way I am, you know. I'm a little hard-headed. They say, Dusty Rhodes, how come you don't look like Ric Flair and have all them muscles and pretty body? Well, I like the nightlife just a little bit better than I like the damn gym, Jack. You understand? As long as I can get out and do it better than anybody, and as long as I make more money per night than any athlete in this country, and as long as I make a half a million dollars a year, I don't really give a damn what they think out there. Can you dig that? I hope you can. I hope you can. I hope you can. Lord, I hope you can. Obama approved world's greatest podcast, Hyphenation. I'm your host, Kellen Conley, aka AV Hyphen. And that's Evie over there squeaking her toy. Today on the show, I have someone who's been here several times before, but we love having her on the show. We have Angel Conley. So, how are you today, Angel? <laughs> I'm good. Just enjoying a, a nice Sunday afternoon. Well, I'm glad, always glad to have you on the show, like I said. Thank you. I'm a little and nervous. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I don't know why you're nervous. You've done like at least 15 of these podcasts. I don't know. I just get, no, I just get nervous. I can't help myself. Evie, you can't be squeaking during the podcast. She placed it carefully that time. Didn't do it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you can't be squeaking during the podcast. That's how she feels about you. <laughs> about you. Uh, well, well speak, speaking of girls who won't listen to um, what people tell them, I wanted to do a counterpart to the 20 greatest MCs list that I did years ago um, for a while about female MCs. And I figured instead of me just doing a list and then just kind of going through it and by myself, I thought I'd bring you on the show because... You can obviously bring a woman's perspective to the proceedings. And also, we're two different kinds of music fans. Because we're me, I'm very in-depth and I analyze stuff. And, you know, I just have always loved rap and hip-hop. You are coming more from the perspective of just a listener who enjoys all kinds of music. So That sounded kind of condescending when <laughs> you say it that way. Just a listener. All right, that's been our episode, everybody. So <laughs> thanks for listening. The main thing is that you listen differently than me. Yes, that yes. is true. That is true. And so we're going to get a different, like I said, a different perspective on how I would see a certain um, MCs versus how you would see certain rappers, MCs. Okay. I think that's a fair statement. So I asked Angel to pick 10 um, artists. She asked if she had to have an order, and she, I said no. So... I will have her choose from her list. It could be anyone on her list out of her 10. Mm-hmm. And then I will, if it's, if they're on my list, then I can tell you where they rank um, rank for me. And then I'll run down my list one more time at the end, just so they're all in order. Okay. So when it comes to female, female rappers normally, 
um, what what is it that you're looking for, like in a, in an artist? Is it a certain thing, or is it just kind of like you just let you just kind of let it come to you and see see how they do? I guess is one way to put it. Well, um, see what you think of them. I definitely like a lot of confidence and a lot of uh, personality. Um, I want someone who you know is not afraid to show who they are and you know what they represent in their music. Um, I, I really like their individuality, um, and I, I just like that normally that they're hopefully, you know, bring this unique side with them, you know, not only are they representing, you know, um, I feel like female empowerment, because normally a lot of times when they're stepping out, they're stepping out into a spotlight that, um, I feel like women have fought for. Absolutely. Especially in the music industry. You have to be really good, uh, to get that spotlight, so I feel like they bring a lot to the table and um, they're not ashamed of what they bring. And I like that. Now, one of the biggest things that, were, that have always, has always been brought up when it comes to female MCs is whether or not they talk about sex in their lyrics. Mm-hmm. Has that ever been a detractor for you or you really don't, it's never really bothered you as um, far as that? Because that's always just kind of been built into the art, to the into the structure of what a female MC is in rap, unfortunately. I'll be honest, uh, in, you know, in maybe, you know, when I, I first was really into music, I would say it wasn't a detractant for me. Mm-hmm. But, like, as I've gotten older, you know, and now I'm a mom, you know, I, I still really want to gravitate towards the artists that I originally really liked, but I also want you know, whatever I'm listening to or whatever I'm sharing, you know, with our daughter to overall be a positive um, influence and, and role model as much as as much as I can, you know, try to gravitate and towards that and have Aaliyah also gravitate towards that. Of course, she's a Swifty right now, so that's, you know. Well, that, I'm a Swifty too. Neither here nor there. And I love Taylor Swift, so I'm, you know, like... Um, but I do feel you're like, you're right. There's always this element of sex that are brought out, especially in female artists. And, and of course the boys aren't expected to do that because men, whatever. I mean, <laughs> men talk about it, but just in a different way. Right. Um, and, but I feel like they're not objectifying themselves while they're no, doing No, but I feel like females have to be careful in the statements that they make because you want it to be, even if you're bringing up sex, you want it to be a powerful statement as you and you and powerful and not a weakening statement, you know, objectifying you towards the male population. So I think there's a fine line that you have to be careful of as well. Right. In the I, statements you make. That's exactly what I was going to say because it, it's one thing where you're carrying, you just carry that sexual confidence with you in your lyrics and then you can say, say some things that sound sexually confident right. versus saying things blatantly just to get attention or to uh, get more streams, sell more records, ultimately. Right, exactly. So so that's a very fine line that (sighs) continues to be blurred to this day. I don't feel like there's been too much progress because for every, every, um, every woman who raps on a lyrical side... And unfortunately, I don't have a, a, I mean, I have very good um, lyricists on my list, but there's like artists out there like Rhapsody and other underground MCs that come, that aren't coming to mind right now that are built totally on lyrics and really focused on Jean Grey, for example, is another one pops in my head, um, where they're, they're just all about lyrics, 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 and they don't dwell in that. 
but at the same time, I feel like that's possibly hindered them where they don't make themselves as main. Uh, it's not as um, easily for them to cross over into the mainstream because they're doing exactly what a man or a boy would do on a record. It's just that they're a girl. And so they have a certain knock against them because they're not putting that content into their music. Right. And, and of course that that's totally not fair. So um, we will obviously get into more of that when we get into certain artists, because there's a lot of artists on my list who have had that, that sexual, that sex, um, I don't want to say conversation, but who make um, sexual comments in their lyrics. Right. But um, I can always, I will also kind of talk about whether or not that, that hinders them or if that's ultimately been something that's they've just embraced and made it a part of their identity where it's like you don't even truly think about that, um, if, if that makes sense. Right. So... With that said, and I apologize for us saying female a whole lot, but it's hard to say women MCs when you've been raised to say female MCs your entire life, and it just doesn't roll off the tongue quite right. So we'll be using female MCs. But Angel, from your list of 10, mm-hmm. who is the first artist who you would say is one of your favorites of all time? I would have to say Missy Elliott. Okay. And what is it about Missy that you love? That comes back to my original ideals for, you know, female MCs is the confidence Mm -hmm. and the, you know, just the, the personality behind her and just, she's always done everything her way. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like, I feel like also, you know, Missy's always been very confident. You know, Missy's dealt with a lot of the same struggles that, you know, just typical women do. You know, whether it's weight struggle struggles, life mm-hmm. struggles. And you know what? She, I feel like, has always embraced herself. You know, she, yeah. didn't, she didn't sexualize how she dresses most of the time. She has her very own unique style. And she was who she was. And, you know, like... Her lyrics have always been so powerful, and her flow has always been amazing. So I feel like Missy, to me, is, you know, an ideal female MC because she just doesn't care what other people think. She does what she wants to do. She puts out the music that, you know, she wants to. She wears what she wants to wear. She says what she wants to say. And, you know, she is who she is, and she doesn't apologize for it. Right. And that's what I love about Missy Elliott. Um... I, I totally agree because Missy came from, she was in a group, I want to say called Sista um, with Timbaland and all of them when the, like Aaliyah started coming out in like the mid nineties. And then she started working with Puffy and ended up on the things you do remix and then started getting more attention as an artist. And then that bond she built with Timbaland, ha- having a genius producer in your corner who literally is like one of your best friends <laughs> ne- never hurts. But Like, you're absolutely right. Missy has always been an individual. She's always stood out from the very first song she released, Super Duper Fly, The Rain, to the most recent stuff she put out. She hadn't even put out an album in years because she's had some health issues back and forth. Yeah. And she's, she did, she just dropped this verse not that long ago. I don't even know whose song it was, but I only saw the clip of Missy and Missy was just on there just still killing it. Missy is my favorite MC of all time. She's number one of my greatest um, females of all time. See, but, and I, like I said, I think she speaks for herself. Like there's no other things like she doesn't need gimmicks. She doesn't need any other kind of portrayal. She is who she is. Yeah. 
and she's un unapologetic for it. And like I said, as a female, you know, looking for female role models, when I think about our daughter, like I'm thinking of someone who's, you know, gone out there and went after what she wanted mm -hmm. and didn't care about, you know, uh, like a lot of female MCs feel this need to sexualize themselves in the way they dress and the way they act and the way they talk because they feel like that gets them more attention. But like Missy, like I feel like Missy always stuck and stood true to what sh whatever concept she was portraying in her music. And I think that's what made, to me, her so powerful uh, in the eyes of like thinking about all the different female M MCs. And the cool thing about Missy is not, not only um, did she always stay true to herself and, and spoke these empowering messages, and went, went in her own lane because honestly, the stuff that she was doing very early on, nobody else in rap was putting out. Right. And that's not, and that's including people like Jay Z or anybody else who would go to Timbaland for a beat. They would get Timbaland beats. Right. But there was just always something special about Missy over a Timbaland beat because they they could do whatever they they got the most creative with it. Yeah. And the cool thing about Missy is. She still talks a lot of sex in her music. She does. She does. But it's not in the same way that I feel like... Because Missy Miss has said some nasty things she has. on record. She has. But you know what I mean? Like, she doesn't do it in a way that I feel like... What's the way I want to say it? Like, objectifying herself. Like, I feel like... <laughs> I know it sounds awful. But I feel like when she says it... Like, there's still that pride and that, you know, like, I, I am who I am. It's almost like there's a level of intimacy to it, in a way. Yeah, I agree with that it's, statement. I mean, while, while Missy's not afraid to say that, um, you know, she, she she's down to, to meet up with you and things go well. And, you know, M Missy's not, not approved. At the same time, when Missy is saying, you know, I'll do this, 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 and this to you, you're kind of like, dang, I kind of wish Missy would do that to me. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. And, yes. and but uh, she's so confident, and there's yeah. so much you know appeal behind how she talks. And it, it's never mattered because even when when she was younger, and you you mentioned again that she was she's bigger, yes. and that people like she's on records with like Left Eye and uh -huh. Angie Martinez and Lil Kim and yeah. all of them, and you look at them, and then there's Missy, and at the same time, Missy's Missy is the dopest of all of those with all of those people, which is crazy. And it's like when she says something like if she if she says, I'm sure she might have said it in her own way. She's like, I'm gonna be your hoe tonight. You're like, damn, okay. <laughs> okay. But at the same time it's like But it's not I know it sounds weird, but it doesn't come out degrading. Right. <laughs> like, right. It's not it's not her degrading herself. It, again, it's that level of confidence. Because she's that, speaking towards an enjoyment for her and yes, doing and being able to do that. Wants. It's about what she wants. And at the same time though, while she may say these things to you, she's also saying, um, "Hey, I don't want I don't want you to only last for a minute, there, bro." Like she called out everybody. <laughs> like she did not not one version of One Minute Man. She's like, "I'm gonna do a remix and throw Jay Z on this joint." Like there's there's two versions of One Minute Man. Just just telling the guys, like, "Hey, hey, if if this is happening, this is I don't want no One Minute Man." That's an important message, especially yeah. when we're young and stuff. It's in like. Get the men thinking. I mean, it gets the men yeah. thinking, absolutely. But, you, you know, like like when, when dudes are coming up, and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have sex first time. It's going to last forever. And then, <laughs> and then, and then when it happens, and it, it happens, you're like, oh, huh. Oh, man. And it, it, it's such an embarrassing thing where, like, if, if you're having a random hookup or something, it's like, oh, man, it's over. Oh, oh crap. 
But at the same time, it's like while Missy is making fun of you on one point of hand, there's other songs that she's done, that she's rapped and sang, she sings incredibly, where she has said things about being supportive um, towards the person she's with, mm-hmm. as well as being willing to, to talk things out. Because as much as she, she goes to that side, or as much as she just talks about I'm the best, as much as she wants to make you dance, at the same time when she is singing a ballad, like the song that she put out after Aaliyah passed, and surprise, the name escaping me, but it's a beautiful song, her and Genuine on it. And again, it's like conveying true feelings. Like her pen truly has no end. The amount of songwriting credit she has out there is just insane. And I'm still finding stuff where it'll pop up with written by Messy Elliott on it because she's just that talented and able to sit and con- to write from so many different directions. Messy's my number one. Uh, she was either going to be two or one for me. And honestly, her, her catalog is, even for however brief you may, may want to call her run because she has stopped recording full projects. And because honestly, she's made so much money working behind the scenes, doing production and writing that she doesn't necessarily have to be putting out a full length album every year. And then, like I said, she has had health issues. She had, seems to be doing better in recent years. But to have that longevity and then literally be able to go toe-to-toe with anybody, whether that's Lil' Kim, Foxy, um, switch it to the guys, Jay-Z, Nas, Q-Tip, and not even flinch. It, 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 it's, it, she's had quite a career, and I'm happy to, to say that she's my favorite of all time, my, my, my greatest female MC of all time. And I would have to say, if I was ranking, you know, since, like, as we sit and I look at my list, she would still, she would be my number one. We have two consensus number ones then. So, Missy, Missy, you totally getting the flowers today. Yeah. For sure. What is your next entry? Um, Or who is? Excuse me. Well, like I said, mine aren't aren't in order. So, like, there's just... Well, you know, I was Who thinking, do you want to talk about next? Um, I, well, again, coming back to that, we we have a a, a large span of um, time for musical appreciation. You know, now that I mean, I've been listening pretty intently since you know I was a teenager. So, but like thinking more modernly, I definitely wanted to put Lizzo on my list. And the reason I did was because she's really been inspiring to Aaliyah. Our daughter. Right. This is true. And you know what? I think about, you know, that thinking about how things have changed and the shifts and, you know, just the world that we live in. I think Lizzo's big appeal to me has always been that she's always been such a positive and real influence. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, she has the whole, you know, her lyrics, you know, are very inspirational. Um, Aaliyah has loved, you know, with what was going on, you know, her involvement with the Barbie movie. And I just really, you know, and I know there's been some different things in the media about Lizzo, you know, and yeah, and, recently. Yeah. Like, and whatnot. And, you know, I totally get that. And, you know, I don't know what, and you never know what's true or what's not true. Right. Cause no, nobody really knows anything. Because right you're not, now. you don't know if they're, you're not I there. I think she has two lawsuits against her. Yes. Or? I think it's at least two right now. Um, but like I said, I still really, like Lizzo for her female empowerment and her body positivity. Mm-hmm. And again, another MC to me that is unapologetically who she is. And so I feel like that again is 
is very important to be um, secure in who you are and what you represent mm-hmm. when you're in a world that's so cutthroat and that... Especially as a woman, yes. ...is ready to cut you down in any way possible. And so I really felt like that... I, I like her, you know, looking more modernly at what we're looking at in, in the day we live in now. And with our child getting more involved in music, she really jumped at me to be on my list. And the when I first discovered Lizzo, there, there was a song years ago that I didn't realize it was the same Lizzo that um, she was on. So I first heard her, like, man, Aaliyah must have been, like, maybe one or two when I heard this song. But when she first started really blowing up a few years ago, um, yes, she she's known as a singer first. Yes. Um, but when she does rap, she's very good at it as well, just like Missy. Mm-hmm. But then the the body positivity stuff is just amazing. And again, aside from whatever is going on with her former dancers and accusations and lawsuits, that she has been a very positive role model for a lot of women out there mm-hmm. in general. In all, all ages. Yeah, of all demographics, ages. I was yes. going to say. Mm-hmm. Because she, she is able to say, I mean... Uh, she, I'm a big woman, but I'm going to do what I, what makes me happy. Like she's never been afraid to, to, to put herself out there as far as what she wants to wear. Mm-hmm. She, all her songs. And everything are, she picks, she always looks nice in. She, so she does is, look nice. There yeah. is no, you know, like because we get into that objectification mm-hmm. of, you know, are we showing too much skin? Are we showing too much? You know, like because people are always like, oh, that's too whatever. I feel like Lizzo, you know, has always done a great job representing. You know, women all uh, of all shapes and sizes, but also representing the fact that you can wear things that are different than what everybody else always, you know, expects you to wear and look great in it. Right. And I, like I said, kudos for her, to her for that. Uh, and and that's something that's very important because, just like just like that other song that Leah was obsessed with about Victoria's Secret. Yeah. Like having a a bigger girl be able to go out there and do a song like Special, which is an incredible song that's yes. off of her most recent album. Um, if no one's told you today, you're special. Because there are a lot of people, and again, men can be inspired by her too. There's a lot of people and there's a lot of women out there who don't feel special every day. And so being able to go to their playlist and play this song and feel a little bit better yes. about who they are as a person. We need those positive affirmations, especially women you know, yes. who feel like they need something for... You know, those pick-me-up days when we're all, I mean, we all need them. We all have them. We need something that gets us going and makes us realize, you know, we can continue. We can go forward. We can make it through the day. And we are special. Each of us are. And I think, like I said, I think Lizzo has really, you know, hit the nail on the head when it comes to, you know, that whole idea of that we all are unique and we all represent, uh, you know, the world in a different way. And we need to be proud of that representation. Yeah. Um, and she, and she even had the, she even had that show, the reality show that not too long ago with the, the plus side, the yes, bigger side I models and stuff. I don't remember either, but, but I remember, I, know I the only show. saw it on the fire stick. And but, I loved her involvement in Barbie, you know, like, you yeah. know, the, the fact that, you know, which has turned into a major movie that everyone loves. It's not just for little kids. It's not just for, you know, a certain demographic or age group. Yeah, Barbie's pretty incredible. You know, Barbie, the movie was great. And the music was wonderful. And the message was beautiful. Mm-hmm. She got involved in another, you know, a positive affirmation focus. We all need to realize, you know, what 
we bring to the world mm -hmm. and that we all bring something and we need to be okay with that. You're not like the ne person next to you. And I feel like a lot of times, especially in the music industry, we see a lot of repetition and a lot of the same kind of messages, except maybe mixed in a different way. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when you can get those positive messages out there and you have people who are doing it and doing it well, I mean, the, the recognition is deserved. And even cool, one thing I found really cool about the Barbie thing is because when I first watched it in the theater and I heard Lizzo singing, singing Pink, I'm like, cool, they got Lizzo on there. But then the, the foresight or whoever's idea was to incorporate uh, Pink into the actual movie as Barbie's starting to kind of have her breakdown where right. the, second, the second day we see Barbie after she asks if anybody thinks about dying... Um, spoilers. <laughs> yes, if you have um, not. Sorry. Yeah, uh, sorry. But uh, they, they incorporate her in that where she's literally a part of the movie itself. And again, that's kudos to Lizzo, maybe even for suggesting it. I don't know whose note that was to maybe incorporate her music into the actual film with what was happening. And then um, kudos to Greta Gerwig, the director. So I, I, I love the fact that she was actually a part of the Barbie story and part of that Barbie world beyond just being, here's a song for the soundtrack. So I'm probably going to be right in this assumption, but she was not on your tin list, was she? No. Okay. That was just what I was just wondering out of my curiosity, you know, how, um, and does, does this kind of conversation make you consider that she should be highly ranked or is she still not quite up with the caliber of what you see in the 10 that you have selected? I still sing her, see her more as a singer first than, uh, than a rapper. That's what it is. That's the only reason. I see. But I feel like, I feel like that's a problem too. Cause a lot of times when you're looking at it, there are a lot of these powerful female MCs who do both and can sing yes absolutely know? and i feel like you know that they deserve the credit from both angles mm -hmm. for who they are and what they represent and so i feel like maybe and you can say yes or no to this i feel like maybe a lot of times when we discuss C M mcs that there's this more old school in you know vision of mcs yeah and we don't embrace the fact that some of these amazing ladies are doing you know and playing multiple roles and just not just you know from the perspective of an MC, but also a singer, and I think it, I think it's wonderful, right? And I think that's okay to see them as both and what they represent. No, I I agree because I mean, there's some people who can look at Missy and like Missy's a singer. Yeah. So so it's all about all about perspective. Yeah. And also, I'd say mine would be more from trying to draw from all the female rappers I've listened to over the years, and and Lizzo not necessarily. I'd say Lizzo would be on my, my top 25 to 30 if I was Ooh. doing it. I'd say she would be in there. Sorry, Lizzo. But, but I wouldn't... You're I would not in my put 10, her, baby. You're I would not 10. put her in my, my, uh, my top 10. But I, do. I do. I do. I do love Lizzo. And Lizzo, I, if you hear this, I'm just letting you know. My husband may say no, but you're, you're my top 10. You're, you're very kind. I'm just, I'm just letting her know. You know I, we I, have a big fan at home. You know, our daughter is a huge fan, so... I just hope you get everything sorted out with what's going on outside of your career and you learn from any mistakes that you uh, may have happened. Yeah. And that's really hard. You have to think too, you know, how much may have made. Yes. And how much of your life is, you know, when you think about people who are in this public eye is really authentic to what people then throw back at you or how much of it is it like spun into the version that you want people to see. Right. So like, you know, and, and I, I do wholeheartedly think, you know, I don't think Lizzo, if anything was said or done in a negative connotation, I do, I don't think long term that she would ever 
like that that would ever be her intention. Do we all say things in a moment of whatever you want to call it, confusion, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think we do, and I, but I feel like overall, I think she is true to, you know, the, the message and the image she portrays. Okay. So, um, third, let's see, again, in no particular order, I'm just going through, is Remy Ma. <laughs> I laugh only because I, I Remy, thought I hope you're hearing this. I only laugh because I thought about Remy for, for the list. And I love again Remy. she would be somebody in top twenty five thirty. Remy, see oh I'm sorry. I hope these ladies never hear this from you. I'm well sorry. again, this is why you are on here so that you can talk about the people like, oh, that I'm not talking about. Oh. So what what is why is there something about Remy to quote her first album title? Okay, um I don't know. See, to, to, to me, Remy was just always this strong. Um, oh, she definitely strong. Independent. She did that bit with no problem, man. You know, I mean, like very um, non-apologetic. I am who I am. Like she just, and I just always love Remy's voice too. She's got a great voice. Like, and she's she's got this unique voice too. Like, and I always think about when we were talking about top ten. Like, I want to hear people either rap or sing or something that I know exactly who they are from the right. moment the first word comes out. Yeah. And I feel with Remy, I I know her. Like, I I know the, her sound, and you know, I just feel like she's just this very. I don't know whether I want to say cutthroat, but like, yes, that's what it is. She is who she is, and she's, you know, uh, this the strong, independent black woman. And I think yes. that's, again, you know, a beautiful thing to watch and to see, you know, with her and, and her lyrics and the, the songs she's collaborated on. Like, I just, I don't know. I just, I always really liked her. Well, one of the biggest songs she collaborated on was Lean Back. Yes. And One of my favorites. The Terror Squad record with Fat Joe. Yes. And and I feel like she stole the show. I, I was going to say, does she, does Fat Lean Joe. Back is Lean Back the same song without Remy Ma on it? But if, is it if Fat he puts Joe's a dude song? or does he put if Fat Joe puts an, a dude or another um, female MC on there? If he put like Kim mm-hmm. or Foxy or even Missy, if he if you he puts them on the record instead of Remy Ma. The, is Lean Back the record, this hip-hop classic that it's become? See, I feel like Lean Back is Remy's song. I, like, yeah. Like, not... I'm shaking my head like the camera's on. Yeah, but. like, like not... I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I love Fat Joe and everything like that. But, like, that like that song is Remy's song. Like, Remy kills it yes. on, on that song. And, like, there's nothing... Like, when I think first and foremost about that song, I think of her verse. You know, like, there's no... Go ahead, spit it. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. I'm too embarrassed. R to the easy, M to the easy. My arms stay breezy, the dawn stay fleezy. Yes. Got a day to eight. I'm the 745. Bought a bike so I can ride till I die with a matching jacket. Yeah, I mean, That's what's what I'm saying. when she hits with a, with a matching jacket, about to cop me a mansion in the club, and you know we're not dancing. Yes, yes. I, I mean, c- compare that compared to how Joe came in. Right. I mean, compare how Joe came on. I don't give up about your faults or mishappens. And we from the Bronx, New York. Shit happens. Kids yeah. clapping. Love the spark, the place. Half the in the scar got a squad in the face. It's a cold world. I mean, it, it, you just can't compare them. Like, I mean, those some hard ass bars from Joe. They but are 
but still Remy, Remy. Remy matched it and exceeded it. Uh, thank you. Remy thank matched you. it and exceeded thank it. Thank you. And this this from you who was laughing at the beginning when I said Remy. And, and now, I, I laughed. And now you're evolving and remembering. I laughed what. only because I considered her for a top 10 is what it was. So I wasn't expecting Remy, to go. Remy, did you to... hear it? He said only top 25 to 30. If you hear this, Remy, I'm sorry. Sorry, we're just needing to... I mean, co- co- come on the show, Remy. We can talk about it. Yeah, it, it, I, I, I will join you, Remy, and I will. we will We will have this I don't want to get yelled at. I want to have a discussion oh, with well, Remy. You can get both if you get both of us. <laughs> I mean, we call them both. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyway, but no, um, even, even another song, another feature of hers, and unfortunately... Um, she's more known for features. I feel like she has had her records out there. Yes. Um, her first album had uh, the Swiss Beats produced whatever on it and conceded. Mm-hmm. All good records. She also had some other Terror Squad records. But the song that I first heard Remy Ma on was the Annie Up remix. And for that song to start off with Busta Rhymes and then there'll be MOP right. on there. And then Teflon. I don't know where you're at, Teflon. All the best. But then Remy came on there with all these dudes on this hard song like one of the hardest rap records of all time produced by DR period. And again, Remy completely held her own. That's what I'm against saying. Against all of them. Remy's this badass bitch <laughs> who just steps up to the mic with all these dudes surrounding her and she still kills it. Yes. Like, and most of the time kills it better than the rest of them. And, and I just, like I said, I just, she to me is, is the ultimate you know, envision of a top 10 MC because she, again, broke this mold of this male-dominated world and she walks up and she's like, hey, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do this as good. No, I'm going to do it better than you. And she did. And like I said, and that to me, again, is an indicator of a top 10. Uh, uh, I mean, I see, I I can see the argument, man, but I mean, even on the, um, the remix of Annie Up. I mean, she her first lines on the song are, I catch you backstage, give me the keys to the Escalade. You think you cute ho? Take off them Gucci shades. <laughs> like, it's her very first bars on the song. I she mean, just said, I'm going to rob you, take your keys from your Escalade if you're, I catch you backstage at the show. And then she said, oh, you think you cute? Take off them Gucci shades. Let's fight. That, like, that's the first bars, that's man. That's what I'm saying. Like, how can you... Rem, Remy is definitely dope. I just did not expect you to see Remy. That's why I laughed. Listen, I, I don't... I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of in shock that you don't expect that. But that's okay. That's okay. By the way, people, all of you listening to this, he has not seen my list. So as, as we And are, she's not seen mine. As we are unfolding into this conversation, you know, this is, this is you know, live and unfiltered. And so he's, you're getting the honest reactions of how he feels about... <laughs> What I think and what I see. Dang. See, it ain't even like that. It is. It, uh, Sorry. This episode ain't never coming out. That's what I figured. All right. Do you you wanna, can't handle the truth. Do you want to do your next one? My next one is probably one you did expect, honestly, for my next one, is uh, Nicki Minaj. <sighs> She's on there. Oh. Nicki's number three. See... You and and Nikki, I love you, but like um, uh, you know, uh, you don't include Remy, but you include Nikki, and you don't even blink at Nikki. And now, mind you, Nikki has been more, you know, I feel like at the forefront and and stayed pretty, you know, um, 
current and continuous. Yes. Kind of thing. You know, we've got, you know, starships and, you know, on Superbase and, you know, I mean, like. I prefer starships. Just, I mean, starships is a great, is a great record. Oh, it's a great, great record. That, like, but I prefer Superbase personally. Oh. Yeah, but listen. But the way again, she the way she rides the beat on sewer base is just is just oh, I know, is a little I bit know, better. But for that's me. what I'm saying. Her flow is sick on both of them. But both of those songs were major hits, and she was all by herself. Self aside from Starship, she was singing singing the hook herself. But then on um super bass, that was oh, and I liked uh, I, I also liked when she did uh, Bang Bang with Jesse J. And Ariana Grande, yeah. yeah Esther yeah. Dean, Esther Dean, yeah, Esther Dean, yes. I, like if I had to pick. A favorite single of hers, it, it would probably be this sewer bass or Moment for Life, because Moment for Life was was just a really good introspective song that I didn't I didn't know she had in her repertoire because it was on her first album. Right. Um, I like I said, I just feel I mean, she's another of these really powerful um, female MCs that, and and she continues. Um, to hustle and like like push put herself out there, which I think is wonderful. But I don't think you know like and, and I want to keep coming back to this is you know the time and the and the spotlight or the limelight does not dictate how amazing you are. You know, yes, you know you can. I mean, she was on a Barbie soundtrack too, right? With, right. Um, and that's why, like, I'm like you know when I think about her and then compared to like Remy Ma and you know like like when I look at down my list, like I feel like a lot of times MCs are judged by how much how how long they remain relevant or you know like in the the front focus. And I'm like, you don't understand. We've had some really really talented MCs mm-hmm. who maybe have only gotten you know like just a, you know just a hint of spotlight. Her and Ice Spice, that's who it was. You know, so mm-hmm. I feel like, but I feel like Nicki Minaj has done a great job. Um, Overall, just again, you know, with keeping that uh, female empowerment, and you know, like this is this is me, this is who I am. Now, does Nikki's sex talk bother you at all? Okay, so it, it, it this is or the the more sexy dressing does that affect any like does that come into play? As at all? me as an individual, it it has never really played a role, but me as a mom that continues to expose our daughter to music, like that concerns me because I feel like Nikki's amazing. Nikki could wear whatever the hell she wanted to wear and Nikki's still gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you put her in. You could put her in a hazmat suit and Nikki's amazing. I mean, like we just have to be real about it. And I think one of the things as a mom that always comes back to that is, you know, yes, I do support that women should be able to wear whatever they want. But I think that they should wear what they want for themselves, not for the need for attention for others. Mm-hmm. Not for any man. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So I feel like, you know, that bothers me a little bit when I feel like the focus is more, you know, the provocativeness to bring in the attention because I feel like Nikki doesn't need that. Nikki's amazing without the, you know, sexualization because she's gorgeous. And like I said, gorgeous and a hazmat. Um, <laughs> So I feel like again the sexualization and and some of the the stuff that is said is a little as a parent of a nine year old I'll be honest you know because that's something that you and I always have to discuss is when is she old enough to listen to certain things when is she old enough to see certain things you know it, it's just it's also you know she's teaching, never old enough right but teaching you know the, our future and our youth that. It is okay for you to dress in a manner that you want, that you 
are proud of and you feel confident and comfortable in. Here's a Photoshop of Nikki wearing a respirator. See? Oh, were you looking for Nikki in a hazmat suit? <laughs> yeah, I was. Because um, I said it. And look at her. She's still gorgeous, even behind a respirator. Um, I mean, you gotta, you got to think about that. Um, but I feel like one of the things that I always want to say to these amazing female MCs is do everything that you do for yourself and not for, you know, the need and the focus from others. Because guess what? You know, the people who do see and, you know, realize, you know, this female empowerment that you bring to the table will see it no matter what you're wearing or no matter, you know, the provocative um, things you say or do or, you know, take on you're amazing for what you bring to the table of, of who you are as a person. Absolutely. And again, with our daughter, I think that's a fine line that we're navigating now as she gets older, Yeah. you know, because we, I want her to encourage her to listen to these amazing female MCs, but I also she know. She has to also be able to put it in perspective. Yeah. The thing. Yeah. The sexualization she's getting at an age where she's very impressionable mm-hmm. and you know, you want you want her to understand, okay, yeah, they're an amazing artist, but would they still have been an amazing artist without maybe this line in it? Yeah, they yeah, could have been. Absolutely. Would they still have been an amazing artist if their, you know, ass cheeks weren't hanging out that outfit? Yes, definitely, without a doubt. You know, because I want her to understand that she can be powerful and she can be who she, you know, wants to be or whatever she decides to be in this world and, you know, make a Im- big impact without needing to do all the extra for others. Mm-hmm. Do what you need to do for you. So. No, I totally agree with that. You know, and as being a dad of a young girl, you're gonna have to. I know. I mean, that's that's a lot. I know. It is, and we're getting ready to get into the preteen time. I know. So. Um, <laughs> so. I know that hits you hard. Yeah, I don't like to think about that. I know, I know. I, I do also want to shout out the fact that again, just like um, Remy holding her own with a, and Missy holding her own against other MCs. Nikki um, has also done this with the likes of Drake and Lil Wayne. Yeah. But most memorably, she did it on the Monster remix or the Monster um, song from A Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, where and that was Kanye, Jay, and Rick Ross. And of course, that's her most famous verse. And to, and to this day, it's, it's still a great verse. Um, there, there's no taking away from that. So. Yeah. Um, definitely on my list. So I, I like the pick of Nicki Minaj as well. Thank you. Thank you. You're um, so my next on my list is Lil' Kim. So Lil' Kim. Um, and you know the first song that comes to mind with Lil' Kim? The Jump Off. No. no. That was second. Um, um, Magic Stick? No. Uh, collaboration. Collaboration. Yes. With other women. Uh, I don't know what. Lady Marmalade. Oh gosh! See, I, did, I was thinking, I was thinking, um, Ladies Night with uh with no, Missy and all them, but Lady Marmalade. I mean, she was just. I mean, Lady Marmalade is is a great remake. I mean, come on. I mean, Christy Aguilera, Maya, Pink, Missy Jump again. Missy was on there again. I know. Missy was on there again. I know, but like to me, like I loved that collaboration. No, Kim was great on that record. Again, Kim, like, who knew that record needed a rap verse? Kim knew that that record needed uh, a rap yeah, verse. Yeah, and it, it was the perfect rap verse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, she, and, and, and again, you know, like, you think about those powerhouse voices in there, and mm-hmm. they, like, little Kim comes out killing it with a rap verse, and it's like, damn. 
You know, I mean, like, it is. It, it's, she has that distinctive voice, just like R- Remy Ma. Cause that's it's what like, I said, yeah. When she comes on the track, like, you know that's Kim. Yes. Like, all about the Benjamins. That, like, she literally has, like, the second best verse in the song next yep. to Biggie's verse. Yep. Um, her own solo material, like, I, I talked about the jump off or, or Magic Stick, or if you take it back and you talk about Queen Bitch or No Tom, or you talk about um, Crush on You or the Junior Mafia records. Like, she has a ton of proof. Like, she has a five a five mic album from the source which whatever you want to say around that time with the source and mics whatever you can't take away a five mic album from anybody she has a five five mic album and that was while she's on her way to go to prison when she didn't snitch on anybody that's why she had to go to prison when her friends were were supposed were snitching so um that's a whole different conversation though about snitching so um like like kim is is literally probably number one on a lot of lists and, oh, you think and she's number one? I, th- I think she would be number one on a lot of people's list, so. and she may Definitely even... Definitely my top five. Definitely she, my top five. She probably cracks, may crack a few people's personal top ten MCs of all time, because... Oh, you mean male and female? Male and female. Oh. I could see people who like Kim enough to put put her in there. I, I mean, I could see it too. I could. Like, Missy, Missy's on mine. Like, out of my, my top 20, but... Are you going to tell me little Kim's not on your Kim, Kim's not on there. Well, Kim Kim is number four for me. Oh. Kim's four. Okay, so she is on your top ten. She's female. in my top ten female, but Kim Kim You're not on your top ten. I, I wouldn't say no. She's not in my top ten. She she's probably top forty. Oh. I haven't went that high, but I'd imagine she would go in there. Because oh. I I'd have to put Nikki in How there many somewhere. How females do you think are in your top twenty? One. Missing. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm just... It's um, missing. Really? That's yeah. it? In yeah. your top 20? I'm a pig. Yeah, you are. That's very sexist. <laughs> I didn't do it on purpose. But I mean, like, now that you can reflect back, because how often have you gotten the opportunity to really f- reflect back and focus on female MCs by themselves? Like, I don't know. I just That's why I wanted to do a separate one, because I knew that I, I personally did not recognize... Yes, I've been a sexist pig. Yeah. And I didn't recognize them properly in my greatest of all time. I don't know if I can continue this show with you. Like, I just am feeling very... That's... How, so, out of your top... How many women do you think would be in your top 20? Then? In my top 20? Yes. I would say somewhere between 7 to 10. Damn. You see, you're, you're a better person than me. But I'm also, I, I think I look at things, I, I take things, you know, differently into perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what you really take into perspective when you're like, because I don't think you're weighing the stuff that really comes from phenomenal female MCs. I think you're looking at, I, I think you're locked into this male perspective dominated perspective yes i 100% am and i think you're I not you're not truly weighing these amazing male mcs in the same categories as what if you looked at them all across the board you know and really laid them out if you really honestly analytically went through this i don't think you're looking as deeply into the women as you are the men and really categorizing you know what they bring to the table like i really don't you're right. I mean, listen, I know this is a whole nother show, you know, Kellen being sexist, but like, <laughs> um, I just think, I don't think you're taking, you know, just, I, I think you're looking at it from a way closed off perspective, I think. I am. 
I, I, I'm not afraid to admit that. I Dr. Could, Phil, I, reach out. Oh, do we like Dr. Phil? Wait, does he still have a show? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, think. like a real show, like a live show, or is it all reruns? I think he, I think he still does it. I don't know. I never liked Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil, we may need to get to the... Or wait, Wendy Williams? We don't like Wendy. Nobody likes Wendy Williams. But she might get to the root of things. She got. She don't have a show no more. All right, but who does She'll go have me in her living room. I'll go on Drew Barrymore show or Kelly oh, Clarkson. Oh, I love Drew. Well, she she did try to break the writer's strike, though, and pissed off a bunch of people. Oh, well, hey. Uh, and, her, and then once the writer's strike ended, everybody who worked for, like, her writers, um, all, like, three of her head writers were, like, were leaving because of uh, that. Oh, well, so. that's fair. I mean, yeah. very fair. Kelly Clarkson. Can, I get, can we go on Kelly Clarkson? Yes, I love Kelly. Yeah, let's go to Kelly Clarkson's show. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you want to weigh in on anything else with Lil' Kim? Are we ready for the next? Um... No, I like Kim. Kim has just always been. If there's anybody who would be a um, a, a role model as far as being a female MC or a proto, like the person you want to try to be, I would say it would be Kim because whether it came to confidence on the mic, that would be Kim. Uh, that as far as bringing new styles into the music, that would be Kim. As far as being able again to compete with the men on the microphone, that would definitely be Kim. And there's several bodies of male MCs that she's left behind her, including R.I.P. Prodigy on the Quiet Store remix, where she came in there and just completely destroyed that record. Um, her track record is it, it it's a strong one, and it's hard for any other probably female MC we may mention to really put anything up against her who isn't named Nicki Minaj or um, other MCs that we have. No, really, it's, Nicki is the closest as far as, as far as actual verses and work when it comes to comparing to Kim. And M- Missy's up there as well because Missy has her albums and Missy's done a lot of collaborations as well. Um, but as far as body of work, it's like Kim, Nicki, and Missy. Um, everybody else has had, does not have the same output for various reasons. So, like, the, the legacy is there easily for Kim. I feel like that's a definitely a fair statement there. Thanks. It's not sexist. Not this time. Yeah, you didn't. There's nothing wrapped in with that. You know, we'll, we'll keep an eye out for it. Nice. Uh, that out. I appreciate that. All right. So the next on my list is Eve. Eve is not on my list. Okay. So the re- reason being, um, while I, I've always enjoyed Eve and I really liked her, her early, earliest material, I also feel like that once she was able to get into acting a little bit and get away from the music, I feel like I feel like her profile suffered because when she tried to go back to music, it was really hard for her to get get the next album out. I'm not even sure if that album came out, the one I'm thinking of, the one that had tambourine on it. Um, but then also where she could have been growing artistically in that in that field, she took a chance and grew as an actor and this opportunity that she couldn't pass up when Right. When she's getting offered all these opportunities to be in these movies and TV shows, have her own TV show. So I can't fault her there. No, um, not at all. But as far as her being in my list, um, that that's the reason why is because she chose to go for go for acting, and then her music output um, dropped. Um, I think yeah, I do think we're limited at what we've been able to really get from Eve, but I do think she's a phenomenal rapper. She I is. Do. And again, I think she has another unique voice. She's another voice that comes on, and I know it's Eve. Yes, and like I, you don't. There's no doubt it's Eve. Toe to toe with DMX, Jada Kiss, yes, Styles again, P. That's what I'm saying. Chic, all the time. Yeah, 
and these these female MCs step up and you know yes yeah who you know go toe to toe and again I come back to that whole idea unapologetically real you know this is what you get and you know Eve I always like Eve too because Eve kind of had this played down style that yeah. wasn't this you know like and Eve, she would talk she would talk some shit on the record too but her style as far as being out in person and everything right and you know like she to me drop dead gorgeous like gorgeous gorgeous mm-hmm. and but she wasn't the color this hair. you know look at me look at me like flashy you right. know like I felt like when she did you know when her music was out there her music spoke for itself she didn't need all that extra flash and all that extra you know um I don't know what do you want to call it but like it was just her music it was her and it was so good it was good enough that it didn't need all the extras it was just Eve, and that was fine. What up, though, loved ones? It is I, Brett the Hitman Hart. Welcome to the Rasslecast Power Hour. I am one-third of your world podcast tag team champions, b I am your point guard. I am the one who passes the rock to Handsome Bane. And then Handsome Bane passes the rock over to the Mark Rock. Showing mad love. Now, let me explain to you why the Rasslecast is the best. We're not your run-of-the-mill wrestling show. We don't talk about news. Okay, sometimes we talk about news. We don't break down what happens on every segment, every single week. We're here for the love of professional wrestling. So when we, so when we have a new guest, we find out how they fell in love with professional wrestling. And then also, we have two other members. We have Ace Reporter, Kit Kat Kitteridge herself, Kat Chinetti, and then we have Microphone Fiend, novelist of the Swordcast. He comes and joins, she comes and joins. It's a great big party when all five of us are together. We call ourselves the Rasslecast Power Rangers. It's kind of a big deal. But seriously, enough of me talking. Go to your podcast listening device, Rasslecast Power Hour, five stars, follow. Make sure you don't miss any more episodes. And really, if you do, then I'll just send our secretaries after you. Sayonara, smelly nerds. And her talent was enough to get her originally signed to Aftermath with Dr. Dre mm-hmm. before she ended up going to Rough Riders and getting her career launched with them. And I think she did a great job when she transitioned over to acting. Like, I feel like, you know, if that became her passion out of music, you know, so be it. That's, you know, and I, but I do wish we had gotten more from her because I really think she I mean, look at Queen Latifah. Oh, I love Mason Queen Latifah. Um, I really do think Eve, you know, has this. And, and I'll be honest, I didn't even put Queen Latifah on my list. She must be on yours. She's on mine. I knew she would be. Um, now that I thought about it, because I, like you said, you know, kind of where you, you, you saw Lizzo first and foremost as a singer. singer. Mm-hmm. I see Queen Latifah more you as, know, an as an actor or an actress. I'm sorry, an actress. And I feel like you're right. I did not even... Even though I know she's a phenomenal rapper, you know, MC, uh, I didn't even think about her for my list because she transitioned and done so well. And she's an amazing actress. And also one thing with Eve and just like her, um, her singles and stuff, like Eve is a big reason. I feel like that Gwen Stefani was able to cross over from No Doubt into the mainstream as well, because 
uh, of course, Hollaback Girl didn't hurt anything. Yeah. But at the same time, like on the second album, she's like, you know what? Let me go get that singer from No Doubt to sing this song on this Dr. Dre beat. Yeah. And Let Me Blow Your Mind is still a staple in many playlists. Yes. Um, a staple on radio. And it really showcased both Gwen's vocals, but then also yes. Eve's talent yes. to, one, have, have an amazing Dr. Dre beat, carry the whole thing by herself, and then have... The for again the foresight to reach out to Gwen or however that collaboration yeah, worked out. Yeah, it was a really good collaboration. Whether really they were nice label mates, like uh, of what you were getting from both artists. Right. I thought it was really good. And and she kind of well not that Alicia Keys needed any help, but then she did it like right after that and did the Gangsta Love and Record with Alicia Keys right after Alicia Keys' first album came out, and so she, she seemed to always kind of been focused towards bringing a woman along with her as well. Because um, at the time, some would say that E's profile was a little higher than Alicia Keys because Alicia Keys had one album out. Now look at him. Right. Alicia Keys considered one of the greatest singers artists of all time. Yes. Do you consider her an MC or only a, a singer? She could be both. I'd say I'd say it's more of a singer, but I mean, she's not on my list. I was just asking right. what you consider. Her. But no, I, I mean, Alicia's Alicia can rap. She has stuff I mean, out yeah. there where she's been spitting. So, yeah. um, I mean, just like the whole like from the first time I heard her on the Rough Riders compilation when she like the the song is called What You Want and she's literally just talking all this trash to to all these dudes trying to holler at her and, mm-hmm. and then also just she's just being real and like you, you didn't I don't know like if for the first for the first time that somebody listened to Eve and um listening to that record or whether it was one of her features or something or once she started really um, getting more popular and there are songs being on the radio, she she was one of the stronger voices out there. So for rap and hip hop to lose that, that that is where she suffers for me, only because we lost that voice because she was pursuing other pursuits, literally. Right. Right. But no, Eve is, is super talented, but she is not in my top 10. Well, what about, let's move on to my next one. So my next one is Trina. Trina's not on my list. Uh, Trina's on your list. Yeah. What? Right, so I'm, I'm going to admit it. All right. So so Trina, whatever came to Trina, I just saw her saying the most filthiest shit imaginable. Okay, all right. So yes, I do get that. I I I I thought she had a great a great voice, but yes, I, she does have a great. I voice. literally saw her as. I, I'm only going to be on this record talking about sex, and so that's kind of where it stopped, and I never had any interest in I don't know. I just really always, and I it. do, yes, I do agree. It, very, very sexual. Very sexual. But I think there was a talent, and there was a rawness behind her voice that was just, there. that, I don't know, there's something that draws me to Trina. And I always like Trina and Ludacris together. Like, like the, just mm. the, like, they're, yeah. they're a fantastic combination to me. And um, she was another one, like, Remy that would just, you know, when she linked up with the right artists and mm-hmm. was put together, I mean, she just did some amazing things. Now, I don't see, I see Trina more as a collab artist, more so than an individual artist. Right. But I think she was very talented, and I feel like she'd be one that I would hate to neglect because, again, of her uniqueness and her voice and the way that she just, anything, I mean, like, like I said, anything she did with Ludacris, I absolutely loved. Yeah, because she, she had the one single with them, uh, B.R.A. Uh, yes, that and out. that was my, yes. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that, that was a big record, and I never liked that record. Really? <laughs> I, ne- I, I thought Luda was annoying, like, B.R.A. I, n- I never did anything I see, for I me. Did. I liked it. 
I don't know, when you man. Say it like that, it doesn't, you know. Like. Well, he said he said it way better because Luda has a. Uh, well, and Ludacris again, another unique voice. Yes. Another unique voice. So Who's I feel like. Who's not in my top twenty? Oh. Man, Luda's not in my top twenty. Oh, I find him to be very unique too. Um, yes. I do. Like I said, you know, one of there's things that when I listen to some artists, there's sometimes you know you'll play something for me and I'll be like, I don't even know who that is. But like I always feel like I'm drawn more to artists who bring that uniqueness and their voice and it captures something that, you know, every time you play something by them, no matter what song it is, I know exactly what it is. And I feel like, you know, like I said, Trina, Trina to me was definitely more on the collaborative status. Mm-hmm. But I feel like she was talented and she's, you know, I don't know what she's doing now. I'm not sure what she's doing. Like if she's either. doing anything now, but right. like, I don't know. I just always, I, I liked her voice. But, you know, I feel like maybe when we're talking about, you know, fo- you know, if we were going focusing only solely on independent, you know, those that held their own weight, mm-hmm. Trina would not fall, I feel like, into that category. Right. Because I feel like her collaborations is where, you know, she did the most. Do, does she have any by herself ones that were really prominent? The baddest bitch. Other than that. Pull over. Pull over. My oh, yeah. I remember that. I remember that one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I do remember that one. Um, I always liked her collaborations with Trick Daddy. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot um, about and that. And then she was on the Take It to the House record, too. On yes. Um, the Slip and Slide All-Stars or whatever it was called. Yeah. But again, again, she was a collaborative artist. Yeah. You know. Like, when I, I did a um, I did a uh, playlist of all female MCs not that long ago, and the only Trina song I pulled was The Baddest Bitch. But yeah. I did always enjoy that. Uh, the edited version, which is so hard to listen to as a kid, because they were the, it was the baddest chick, but there was a lot of blanks in that in those verses, boy, a lot of blanks in those verses. Yeah. So um, definitely have respect for Trina, um, but she she's not on my list. But I'll be honest too, you have to also have respect for collaborative artists who know that they need this compilation to make it really work. Mm-hmm. Some are not independently, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's knowing your strengths, knowing what you're good at. And I playing to what's your with Kelly Rowland. Did I know that? Here we go, Kelly Rowland. I might have to hear, play that to know what that is. Yeah, it's, I have not listened to it in ages. I might have to play. Oh, it's gonna actually come up. Thought I'll get it. Oh, I do know that song. Here we go again. Yep. She stabbed the cake. She mad at the cake. Yeah. Yes, I remember that. I do like that song. But listen to her. She just has that unique voice. She does. She does. She definitely has a unique voice. Um, I, I just feel like she had a lot of potential that was never truly. Yeah, involved. that tapped into. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree. I agree. But I would have loved to see what she would have done on her own as an individual artist without having to hit all these collabs. True. And you don't know. Also, also having the, well, her leaning so hard into the sex, too. Yeah. I, I, I would have liked But to. I also feel like for but her. I mean, if that was her, that was her. Yeah, I, I mean, was going to say, I know, also felt like that was her alignment. I think, I think music, I think rap music needed that kind of energy from her, though. I don't feel like it was bad for it. I don't think any, like it, I mean, obviously we're talking role models and if Aaliyah heard the baddest bitch, wouldn't, well, that's wouldn't be thrilled. But, but at the same time, I feel like that, that energy needs to be out there as well. Right. And I feel like as an adult to my perspective on music from growing up and us listening to things growing up is different than what 
I'm open to her listening to. Mm -hmm. You know, eventually she'll listen to everything, which is fine. But then I also feel like as a parent, you have to decide as she grows what's acceptable and what's not. And, you know, define acceptable. I mean, I only had to sneak uh, records with, uh, or albums with bad uh, explicit lyrics, like, until I got out of high school. So, there's that. So, okay. (laughs) She's like, whatever. Moving on. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, Moving on, I... So, so I have on mine, I have Lauren Hill on mine. Lauren's number two. But I didn't know if you were going to tell me now, since we've been having this conversation. That she's a singer. Is that she's a singer, because, like, if you really look at, you know, where, where, <laughs> I mean, so uh, let's talk about that. What, she has, is she a singer? Well. More so than an MC. She's both. And I know I'm a hypocrite for it. Because that's a hypocrite. That's hypocritical. But she to say also because we talked about Lizzo. Because Lizzo's both. She's the same. She has the same uniqueness to her that Andre Three Thousand has as an MC. Because it's like Andre Three Thousand. He has a, a let's say twenty five thirty features that he's done outside of Outcast. Right. And he has his half of the Outcast album that he did that was all him. Like that one of their last albums before right. he went on hiatus. Uh, the Love Below. So he has that. But then outside of that, he has no true solo work without Big Boy or that's not within Outkast. Right. So you have to, so it, can you, do you penalize him for being in a group um, when he's clearly one of the best rappers out? Like, oh, yeah. That you've probably ever heard, Andre 3000. Yes. Um, but then at the same time, it's like, do you penalize Big Boy because he's not Andre 3000? And a lot but of people- But he also had his own unique life. Yes. But like, I feel like they, he were, had, they he both has a solo had their career. own- Right. But I'm also like, too, I think that's what made them so great was their uniqueness combined. Right. Because it was like, and this is just me personally, like listening to Outkast, it was like listening to two solo artists that brought their own things together. Mm-hmm. Like even though Outkast was a group, it was, but you always got something like each group member, you know, from the two of them, like gave different different things to the music. Right. And so with Lauren, do you penalize her because she's in the Fuji's with Wyclef and Prize when a lot of their early stuff was rap based? Yeah. Do you penalize her because Miss Education Lauren Hill, her only full length album, has more singing on it than rap songs? Do you penalize her there? Or do you just say, fuck penalizing her and just take it as it is and list her as a rapper? And that's what I had I did. And I, I see, I see her as both in my perspective, but then after your earlier conversation mm-hmm. where you were kind of categorizing and you like, you know, just with like Lizzo, she's a singer and then Eve, you know, she's more an actress because, of, you know what I mean? Like, so like, I think, I think you're putting them in boxes. I am putting them in boxes. And I don't think, and I think that's what's so great about diverse artists is they do multiple you know, they, they have these multiple opportunities that they've taken advantage of and they've only helped them grow as that artist that they are. Mm-hmm. So MC, singer, you know, actress, whatever. I, I don't know. I think I would rather see them as, you know, the one Everything they shops. can be. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Let, them, let them be it all. Uh, but I really think Lauren Hill has probably one of the most unique voices I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Um, easily. Whether it's rapping, singing, whatever, you know, whatever you categorize her as. Uh, she, I don't know, just listening to her always has this, this calming to me. Like she's always had this very amazingly 
I don't want to say soothing, but that's kind of how no, I see no. Lauren. She, she, like, she does have a very... Like she, a soothing voice. She, her voice, like when once Biggie stopped screaming on the microphone and he became Big Papa or whatever. Right. And you're listening to One More Chance and, uh-huh. and everything and his later stuff before he, he got killed. Right. You know how it's just very smooth. That's Lauren what, has that same, yes. that same infection. And that's infection. what I, I think she's very smooth. She's very soothing. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's very... I don't know. I just really always enjoy listening to anything she does. Yeah. I do. I think it's very calming. It's very, it's one of those like, gives you that good vibe of just hanging out and just mm-hmm. floating with the music. And that's, yes. that to me is what I get from Lauren. And not just to speak to her genius, she literally said on, on the Fuji's breakout album, the score, she said defecating on your microphone, which obviously defecating means pooping. But she was literally making radio stations bleep defecating. I like that you said pooping. Well, shitting, whatever. <laughs> but but I always just thought it was hilarious that radio would, would edit defecating just so that there wouldn't be... Because obviously she's finding a unique way of saying that she's shitting on the microphone. Defecating on your microphone. Right. And then for radio stations to be like... We can't play this. And they have to edit defecating because she was using the the actual I correct term they, for it. They yes. bleep defecating. They bleep defecating. I'm pretty sure I have a clean version of Ready that's, or Not. That's interesting. But then you talk about Ready or Not with the Fugees. Like, oh, she has a great oh, verse, right. but then the hook. Ready or not, here, here I come. come. You can't hide. And, and like, I'm going to find And that's all Lauren. Yeah, That's all and it, Lauren. Like I said, it's just so soothing. You just... The Fugees aren't the Fugees without Lauren. No. We don't get Y Clef's verse album, which I love, without the Fugees blowing up from the score. Right. Killing Me Softly, the original by Roberta Flack, was the first well, the first time most of us heard Lauren, who hadn't seen Sister Act 2. And I didn't know who and Lauren Hill she was. She was amazing Regina. in Sister Act 2. She was so, great in, so, in Sister Act 2. I mean, like, she, her acting and yeah. her singing, like, everything. She... Yes. But then again, she's a total package. Like, you, like don't, don't, don't sleep on, like, a total package, because that... Like, to me is, I love it when I see them do everything. Like, yeah. I love it. Singing, rapping, acting. You know, I'm like, the more that you can do, the more that you can share, you know, the joy that you bring to the world, out, put it out there, I'm all about it. There will never be another album in hip-hop like The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill. Because mm-hmm. while, again, while if I'm talk, thinking about the album, I'm thinking about X Factor, and I'm thinking about um, how, how much she sings on it, or... Can't take my eyes off of you or the collaboration with D'Angelo. But at the same time, her first song on the album is a complete diss track to Wyclef. Like completely takes him out of the box because of all their drama. Then she, like her, her first single is, is That Thing, Doo-Wop, where again, you hear, you hear the hook and it's like, some guys, you know, you better. And it, again, it's like you hear the singing, but those are all rap verses. Everything is everything. Rap verses, final hour rap verses. And they're all top tier rap verses with top tier. Putting them in a box. She's in a box. Yes. She's in a box. And I wish that she was still in there making music on a regular basis. Well, she is making music on a regular basis. She just makes music, and then she's like, all right. And then she goes and does whatever she, her thing. She has people, she has band members, so she calls up to go in the studio. They I think work beautiful. for weeks, and she, she's sitting on a ton of stuff. Well, and, and I think that's beautiful because, again, it comes back to, you know, when you want to make music and you just make music, whether it's something you need to release or something that, that's good for your soul. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's great. And then whether you choose to share it with the world, that's up to you. But for her to be in such a good position that she can do that and decide whether she wants to release it or not is a beautiful thing for her. Yeah. 
you know, and I, like I said, that's, it's true quality and true genuine joy that she still gets to do what she loves. So. And, and she's a, she's a great storyteller, whether she's singing yes. or she's rapping. And she, she's a big bombastic presence who didn't want to be put in the box, which is why she never released a second album other than her unplugged album and has just continuously just toured and done her own thing and raised her kids and, and that's it. I mean, right. she has always been about doing what's best for, for Lauren or Miss Hill, as she likes to be called. So, um, yeah, Miss Lauren Hill is definitely number two for me. Yes, and which I understand why. Um, so my next one, my number nine, is um, Cardi B. Cardi, Cardi. So, all right, so... And Nick, again, another, another... So you said Nikki before Cardi, though. So yes. is it Nikki before Cardi? It is Nikki before Cardi. Yeah, it's Nikki before Cardi it's for Car- me, it, too. It's... I like I like Cardi more recently, um, probably because again she she is more active than Nikki, and then also Cardi. I mean, but I'm, I'm not trying to downplay Cardi because I do really like Cardi. Cardi's personality is just too big to. Yeah, that's to what I was overcome. gonna say. That's I a little bit of the downfall for me. The personality. Yes. Okay. Musically, I, she's really talented. I mean, I, I watched her eat crab legs on Instagram Live once. It was hilarious. Mm. And she was just sitting there talking eating crab legs. I'm not sure about that, but I mean, I guess, you know, if you want to be filmed eating crab legs. I mean, it was her um, <laughs> I liked her verse, her collab verse on Girls Like You. I thought that was a really good one. I'm thinking about collab. Oh, Maroon 5, yes. Yeah, Maroon 5. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, another unique voice. You know, you definitely can recognize her as soon as she starts. So why is the personality a downfall for you then? Because I feel like sometimes, I think there's sometimes more attitude than there needs to be, like portrayed by, like, I feel like, again, another strong independent woman, but I feel like a lot of times, you know, when we hear her talk or we see, you know, like, I, I get this negative vibe from her. It's just this, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. I just feel like there's this overinflated personality that isn't needed but it's more for show i I can see that a little bit um i disagree because i feel like that's that's just who cardi is but i feel like i had to get used to that too i I, I could see how how that could be taken and i mean she's young how old is she i don't know mid-20s that's what i'm saying so like still still young but like i also think like i always feel like there's something it feels like she's got to prove when she's talking. Who's Carby B? Carby? <laughs> Carby B. She might be offended by that if you said that. What's up, Carby B? Carby? She's 31. Oh my God, is she that she old? She just turned 31 no on October 11th. No offense. I was thinking she was in her 20s. Okay, well then that can't be my excuse anymore. I mean, she was in her 20s when she uh, blew up. Well, that can't be my excuse anymore then. I, then I got nothing. She for also it. came from reality TV too, so that that could have something to do with That's it because she was on Love and Hip Hop. That is a hard world to come from. Mm-hmm. And that is a hard world to come from. Yeah, hundred percent. So, um, I, I, what are your I, thoughts on Cardi? I love Cardi. Like, at, at first, I I didn't get it. Of course, big surprise. I'm a hater. So when the new the new female rapper came out, who everybody was talking about, and I, and I did the same thing with Meg. It was like, uh, like, oh, whatever. Uh, and I'm, I'm doing the same thing with Ice Spice right now. And I don't care for Sexy Red. I don't care what anybody says. But um, <laughs> I, I don't know. These, these new rappers come out. And then I'm just kind of like, mm, and then whatever. And it took me forever to really mess with Cardi. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait until I really listen to her album and, and, make, and make my decision. But what really helped sell me 
was the stinking finesse remix that she did with Bruno Mars. Because when, when they did that record together and Cardi came on that record and like, I hadn't heard the original version of finesse. I only had heard the remix before I heard the original. And like she helped make that record even bigger than what it could have already been because it was already a great record. But Cardi elevated that record so much. And then when I listened to the whole album and I was like, oh, she, so she really spitting on here then. So so that is what really sold me was like just the, and it was just like, again, this is the rap nerd stuff is bars and bars and bars and bars and like just so many bars and punchlines. And the, again, with the confidence uh, when, when it comes to, the sexuality, it's probably, ooh, almost dropped my phone. To the sexuality, it's probably a little too much for Aaliyah, but I can also see where she, she carries it well. And, all, I mean, we're not going to get into WAP, are we? <laughs> I can't even just... Do we need to talk about WAP? No, we cannot. I can't. I, I, I'm sure you do. I, bet I, think, just, I think WAP is a good record. I'm sure you do. Uh, that one... Again... You gotta have a certain kind of confidence to pull off a record like that. I agree with that. And, and Meg and Cardi were able to do that. I agree with that. Um, I don't know. The the mom and me is. <laughs> it's a lot. No. I mean, she wants the dangly thing in the back of her throat touched. Come on now. I, <laughs> I can't. We're gonna have to end this show if you're gonna talk about that. We're just gonna have to cut it short. I'm just, I'm just saying. No. Mm-mm. No. Think about this. You have a nine year old. I know. So keep bringing that back. I know. So no, you can't. You know, you can't. No, no, that's a big no. I know, man. All right. So for my last one. Oh, we done with Cardi? Yes. Now we're moving on after that because we're not having that conversation. I'm going to play the song for you. Well, you're, your last one. We're one, number two, 10. three, four, five. Dang, I guess you are. Okay. You ready? Yes. You're going to say Mariah Carey. Mm. <laughs> Why can't Mariah be a, be a rapper? Hold on, i got to skip my ads. Marley, you look real bored right now. Why are y'all talking to each other? No! You have... No! First things first, I'm the realist. No! And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down. I can give lessons in physics. Right, right. You want a bad bitch like this? Drop it low and pick it up just like this. Cup of Ace, cup of Goose, cup of Chris. I wish y'all could see his face right now. Listen, you cannot. Before you say that, <laughs> I I did used to work with a guy named Kyle who has a bit of backup dancer for her on a few of her tours. Really? Recently, which is pretty cool. Yeah, his name's Kyle Hayes. Where'd so you work with him at? Work with him at the radio station. And he was a backup dancer for her. He was a backup dancer for her uh, on like her most recent tours. Um, he posts uh, pictures of being on tour with her and stuff. So shout out to my man. Shout out to my man Kyle since I'm oh, sitting back. Did he like her? Um, it seems like they... I mean, like, was, did, I, I was she they, nice? Did he feel like she was... Almost, yeah, I, I don't think they were, like, best friends or anything. But, like, but the I, interactions I mean, as far were positive. As we're working together and stuff. I, I think he likes her, yeah. All right. So I had to play that because I wanted I wanted your... So tell me your reaction to that. When This is my number 10. So, uh, you know, like, I had to... <sighs> Go ahead. So E really liked Iggy when she came out. And I thought it was only because she has an ginormous butt. I ain't gonna lie. I, she's cute. I'll give her that. Um, I'll give her that. And, like, 
Okay, Do well, you before not I answer think th- that song is, I mean, she's got a sick flow. Fancy is a good song. It is a very good I song. I don't listen to Fancy, but I respect Fancy for what it is. I mean, I think she did an amazing job on that song. I, that is her best. Before, far, before I, I say anything else, when you do you think about Kesha and Iggy in the same way? No. Now why why is that? Uh, I see Kesha more as a singer. See now that we're starting to box things. Now, now now yes now not just from a singer perspective but if you're thinking about and actually if you if you look you know and do some research, Kesha's not classified as an MC. No, she's a singer. I'm not saying I'm not talking. No, about, but like when you think about classifications like. Iggy is classified as an MC. Yeah. Like, I mean, when we're thinking about boxes. Yeah, I, I don't think Kesha is a rapper. Get, get out of the box. But I, I, you can't, <laughs> you, you created the box. You can't get... I know, but if in order for you to answer a question, I need, <laughs> need you to think outside the box. There's no but guidelines. I don't, I don't classify. I would never Kesha, classify Kesha as an MC. Okay, just look at them as two artists who okay. popped up in the mid-2000s, late 2000s. Right. And got a lot of exposure real fast who were both white and blonde, okay? Yes. So so, I got so you take then. them as their two artists like that. And then, okay. so just from that perspective, it's just one raps, the other sings. Right. Do do you see any similarities between them? Uh, what do you mean? Do you mean in their, because like, are you saying similarities by looks or similarities by their actual styles? Because if you just, say styles, Just no. more as far as their music maybe being, some seeing their music as being formulaic or not having value or stuff like that. Do you do you see it from that perspective at all? No. Where somebody might be like, oh, I can't stand Kesha and she's all on these records and I don't think she's a good artist. Or I can't stand Nikki Azalea because um, she was on all these, like she blew up a fancy and then whatever. I just never liked her. You know, like I, I feel like they, they came from the same era where they could be seen where but people don't take them be... seriously because they were all over the radio at the time. And but why? But why are they not taken seriously? But their style, their rapping, what what is not taken seriously? Because I feel like we get the same kind of things when any new rapper Let, comes let's out. Let's say Bubblegum. It's kind of like that. Like Kesha makes formulaic pop records for in like the Don't Stops and and as much as I love Timber, like being on the Pitbull song Timber and like she was all over the radio. And then what is that face? Oh, I thought that was because of Timber. No. Um, and then you look look at Iggy, where she had Fancy, and then Fancy was all over the radio all the time, where somebody would be like, I can't give Iggy any credit because she's on the radio all the time, and I don't enjoy her music. So are we penalizing her because she's on the radio all the time? I'm some, some people might, yes. But that, hasn't that happened with other MCs, where they blow up really fast? It's then... happened with artists all over, like but, several artists over the years, yes. But why? Many artists. I'm I'm trying to get to the root of what you're telling me. Uh, I don't know. Well, because you start. I mean, I do. I do know. I feel like when it comes to Iggy, I feel like that her, that she is like okay. She's pretty. She's blonde. She obviously is good looking. Let's put a microphone in front of her. She can rap a little bit. We can market this. Let's push it out there. But a and lot that's of the MCs Azalea. are really, really pretty before they start. Like I mean, like like gorgeous right. before. I mean, like if you think of the list of that we've talked about. I mean, a lot of them are very pretty. How is, how is, okay. So. I've never enjoyed Iggy Azalea like that. Okay, that's fine. Fancy's a fun record. But I've always just kind of seen her as something put together by music execs to sell records. And that, that's the end of the day for it. Beyond that. But you didn't think that, you didn't think the song that, the songs that she's created have any talent behind them is what you're saying? They're fine. 
They're fine. They're fine. Okay. So why why is Iggy in your top ten? I in like your ten that you brought today. I like Iggy because she, you know, she broke the mold. She's like a, she's an Australian rapper. Like she's, like she's not even like. She's Australian as hell, yeah. You know, she is. She is. She's like, she, you know, like we're coming from, you know, the, the, um, all these MCs are, you know, coming from America. I mean, so we've got this, you know, this, uh, this and like you said, she's you know a white blonde. I didn't even think about her being blonde, but you said you compared her to Kesha, so that made me think about the blonde. But like I didn't even, and I'll be honest, and I know this may just be me, but like when I first heard it, I had no idea she was white. I can see that. Like honestly, in her voice that. because she's got the lower voice. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't have this. Like if you, like Kesha, I knew she was white when she was like I knew Kesha was white. <laughs> Because the party girls. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But like Iggy, I did not. I did. I had no idea like what Iggy looked like. And then when you said white blonde, like to me, that was her identity to you, as opposed to her actual vocals. I never gave her a fair chance. You know, like, and I'm like, and I love that she's from Australia because that's so different. Like for, you know, we have all these American artists that we've watched blow up and everything like that, and and she to me just appeared out of nowhere Mm because I didn't know anything about her. And I just really liked her. And I thought, again, she was somebody else who was doing her own thing that didn't really care what people thought about her. And to me, I feel like in the world of the music industry, it's really hard to already, you know, try to make a name for yourself. And you kind of can't care what people think about you if you actually want to be good at it. I mean, this is true. So, but I, I feel like... You know, that, maybe, that was that was that was surprising. I didn't I didn't think you would put Iggy on there. You because you had her in a bubble. I, I do. I have her. I have everybody in boxes and bubbles, man. I know. And so, but I I like I love when I find a new British artist that I like or somebody from a different country because I'm like we're so stuck in our American world mm-hmm. that we, oh, amen. <laughs> we are. We're so stuck in our American world in every in, in every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're talking about music and movies and all these different we're stuck in our American world. And you know, to get an artist, you know, that that is doing well outside of our country, I think is awesome. I I like European artists, you know, when I'm catching a new one. You know, that actually I feel like has quality and sound. And I, I don't know. Like I said, Iggy does not compare to most of those artists that are in that top 10 of mine. Right. But I think Iggy has talent. And I think she brought... And she kind of made fun of the whole white girl facade when, you know, because that's what... I mean, for her to make it in a world where, you know, her her image is not going to be a popular thing... You know, you kind of have to recreate what you want it to look like. You know, and I feel like, I don't know, I feel like she she took a chance and it worked for her. There is a hair on my phone and I thought it was a spider. Um, I mean, honestly, she may have been the most successful white rapper what when you talk about like a female white female rapper, white rapper. Like, I don't Eminem's know obviously the most successful yeah, white rapper yeah I don't know any other female white rappers I was just trying to think of some and I googled it, it and who are female white they like, got Iggy first and like then, I said but I didn't realize Iggy was white when she first came 
have no idea. You got Angel Hayes. I don't know who that is. I don't know that is. Crayshawn, who I remember at one I've point. I've heard that name, but I don't know. Yeah. I've heard that, but I don't know that, like, don't know. Bad Babies on here. I've heard of that. Lil Debbie. Snow, don't know Snow the is. product I've heard of. Not heard of that one. Um, Tay Money, Brooke Candy, Kelly Mays, Lady Sovereign. I've heard of Lady Sovereign. I remember her. I do too. So what is your perspective on a, because this is what, when did Iggy come out? Iggy came out in like 2008. Okay, so like early 2000. So what's your perspective on a female white rapper? Damn, she's only 33. Um, Because that, of course, I mean, we're, it's 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 a totally different, you know, we're not, that's not a typical thing. You know, just like Eminem, white male rapper, was not a typical thing. There's not been any any uh, female white rappers in the industry who's... I, I feel like there's still... There still could be that Eminem version out there for... for that we have, we have not reached yet. Right. I, I, I don't think... On a, on well, a, Iggy on a, and as far Eminem as scale, on scales right? As far as scale goes, or talent, talent-wise, yes. You know, I haven't, I haven't seen a female white, a white rapper who, who could possibly be that for, right. for women, right? I um, guess Iggy would be the, the closest thing. Which I is, think Iggy would be the closest. This is crazy to me to think about, because. But I would have loved to see, because I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I really liked her. Dang, that's crazy. But again, I'll be honest. I'll be the first to tell you, I had no idea Iggy was white. Yeah. None. When I heard the song, I was like, I didn't know who I she love was. This. Until and then I, when I, I looked her up, I, I thought I was looking at the wrong name. I'll be honest, because when this white blonde girl popped up, I was like, what the hell? Who is this girl? This can't be the girl who's rapping on this thing. Because again, I had no idea her voice did not fit with what I saw. Right. So, but I do. I, I like. I like those who are okay with, you know, different. I, I and that's why. See, this is why I wanted to do the show with you. I wouldn't even talk about Iggy Azalea. I know you wouldn't, because you don't like Iggy Azalea. Um, does Beyonce fall into rapping at all? Considering she has, uh, she has several verses out there and has half an album with Jay. Uh, I or not, not half an album. She was did an album with Jay. I would not align her with. I would align her as a singer because that would be where she gained her popularity and fame. Not that she hasn't branched out, which is amazing. But like thinking about an MC, she got some bars. Oh, she does. She got some bars. She does. Was she her on your list? Huh? Was she on your list? Of she, ten? She's not. In my okay, list. I was just wondering. I was just asking because we were talking about Lizzo earlier. Yeah. So so I, I wouldn't have been as surprised if you had said Beyonce. More so, you were more surprised with Lizzo. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a couple that I have that you did not have. Okay, let's hear. It. So number one is Missy. Well, let's start it. Let's go the other way. So okay. number ten, I have the Brat. Okay. Yeah, I feel like she had. She um, crossed over too. She crossed over. She had a big impact in the mid '90s, where she was at times before Biggie really blew up and Bad Boy really big up blew up that. Her and the work she was doing so so deaf was some of the most popular hip hop coming out. And again, she she, uh, I mean, again she she came out from Chicago, uh, wearing the baggy clothes and the glasses and the bandanas right. and, and everything and, and style and ha- and being somebody who definitely had a unique look. But then also just like Left Eye could have been able to do if she ever had a solo career mm-hmm. outside of TLC, where uh, she was just one of the 
if, if Brat's on your track, you know that you're going to get some of the finest lyrics possible. Right. Uh, she she did not play. She is very her, talented. Yes, her and Mariah got some some bangers out there. I, I just found this remix, this fantasy remix that I never heard because I'd only heard the Diddy version. And then I just found out that Jermaine Dupri did a So So Deaf, and her and Brat and her and Mariah did that together. Uh, she has her own records like Functified and uh, What Do You Like a little later, and again featured on the Ladies Night record. So. I've always just been impressed by her 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 talents, whether it's uh, if she's going rap fast, whether she's going rap slow, by her topics, and then again holding her own on records with it didn't matter. Like she had a record with Biggie, like and I again just heard this record um, early, and one of the few people outside of Kim who really got to be on a record with Big. So I have Brat, I have Meg the, Meg the Stallion on here because. Talk about voices. I, I feel like her voice is up there with Lauren and and Biggie and Missy as far as having a very distinct voice. And again, someone who has the wordplay, the punchlines. She does and, definitely have. I agree with that. And again, just she, she can hold her own. Like she, she doesn't need anybody's assistance. And she's just always impressed me. And uh, again, somebody who coming from Texas... Um, just another delight, delightful surprise from the South, just showing just how strong the South really is when it comes to um, rappers in general, I think. And, I, and I, I think that's another good one to be on there. Like I said, I had thought about her. I went back and forth. But my list, I feel like, always lends more towards the old, you know, like mm. when we were really, when I was really engrossed in music. Meg is the newest artist that I have on here. Yeah. Um, number eight was Cardi. Okay. Number seven, I had Foxy Brown. You'd mentioned Foxy several times, so I knew she had to be on your list. Yeah. I was waiting. When when I was growing up, it was always Kim and Foxy were the main two. Well, that's what I was going to say. And so it was always... See, and um, I was always more Kim than Foxy. I was always drawn more to Kim than I was Foxy. I got got more into Kim um, a little later in her career, like probably early 2000s. I would have been more with Foxy, especially considering... Um, her first record she was on was with Jay-Z and then she did records with Nas and was in The Firm and then she had her own singles and then I I felt like where Kim was more of a a bad boy product even though technically she wasn't on bad boy I felt like Foxy was more of it was more all her bringing bringing to the table what she was and then she the the lyrics and the voice and her one song oh yeah I just feel like it's just a, a great rap record of all time so okay. Okay. um got foxy got mc light on here she and like i have one other old school artist on here but uh talk about leading the way for all these other female mcs she was one of the first to really go go out there as a female rapper and again she she was just representing for herself she she's told stories she she was a great storyteller she has a record called georgie porgy which i just think is incredible um, she has, she has songs that are better for the club that she did a little later in her career, uh-huh. but again, distinctive voice, great lyrics. And I don't know, man, like light, light just seemed like the, the one on this list that you would not have wanted to mess with when she was young. <laughs> she, she, like her, her and Latifah, man, like, uh, it, it just seemed like a firm, everything she said was from a very authentic place. Like she was like. She she seemed like she always knew a guy or a girl who could who could get things <laughs> could done, get things done if she wasn't going to do it herself. She right. was just plugged in. Listen, no, so I, I I'm I'm there with that. I, I love I love MC Light. 
Uh, Queen Latifah's on my list. I knew she would be. Because um, I, had, like I said, I completely had skipped over her, and I, that probably was wrong about I, her. I, I was sad when she started acting because, like, when she was, um, some of her records came out, like the. Oh, but she's a phenomenal actress. She's a great you actor. Can't, you, you can't, you can't discredit that. But it, it was kind of like when Ice Cube started acting, and you're like, oh man, Ice Cube's never gonna come back the same, and. <laughs> he's, he's got good records but I mean there's never we can live up to his classic era but I kind of feel like same thing with, with Latifah if Latifah walked in here right now it's like I got 16 for you I know it's going to be fire 16 right you like, get it no yeah. doubts about it the quality um, another someone else who took her craft seriously also write, wrote plenty of empowering songs uh, like you and you and ITY and uh, again another another phenomenal voice who a lot of people didn't know that was her singing on her early records mm-hmm. and out of all these people we've talked about um who doesn't really fit in the singer box she has like a whole jazz album and albums as Dana Owens which is her government name mm-hmm. that she's put out there so someone who won't let herself be put into a box which is I agree amazing so so she was number five and then Kim was four, Nikki was three, Lauren was two, and Missy was number one. Mm, so we had some similarities. We had some shockers for you, too. But, yeah. You know. <laughs> just, just a few. Um, Any... I, I think that's what makes our conversation so good, is mm-hmm. that, especially, I like that you didn't look at my list before we started, because... I don't know what your reaction would have been if I had looked at my list before we started. I mean, that, that, this is why we do the pods. Is there anybody who you feel like you could have mentioned or thought about mentioning that um, you didn't include off the top of your head, maybe? Because Eve would have been on my list. I, I went back and forth. Pretty sure Eve was on here at one point before I, I erased her and flipped some things around. I'm trying to think if there's anybody that I really thought about that I didn't that didn't make it. I can't think of anybody. Like I said, you know, you talked a little bit about Beyonce, where you know she could definitely fit into. Which yes, definitely she could. Um, uh, to be fair, I don't recognize a lot of these names. What are you looking at? I, I just I, oh Doja Cat. Would you? I, I I know that name. I don't know that much. I I've never never cared for her. She she's very popular right now. It, well, I mean, I know that popularity now. I just don't. Know. Yeah, uh, Left Eye would probably. I mentioned her. Yes, I, very I talented. If she hadn't died when she did, I feel like she was planning on having a solo career. Been in the works for years. Do you think Aaliyah would have expanded? And started rapping? Like, more with as she... Because she was very young when she passed away. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there was definitely a talent behind that I, I could have seen her expanding to be an MC. I feel the same way about Aaliyah. Like, I kind of feel about Pac now, where if either one of them had survived, they were both already doing it. But I really feel like they would have been ones where it's like... Man, they haven't rap. They haven't done music in so long because they're so too busy acting. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, so you think Aaliyah would have stayed? I think I think them. there have been more movies for her, and definitely for Tupac. Um, and you, she'd been more drawn to that side yeah. than you think than the, I, I the think musical so. artistry. I, I think. I always wonder because I'm thinking, you know, with these, you know, young artists who lives. Because the world was her short. oyster when she died. It was yeah. her oyster? She had so many ways she could go. So I know, which is so sad. Yeah, so, so I definitely feel like uh, she would have been doing that more. Um, Rod Digger from the, she used to be with Flipmo Squad, Busta Rhymes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. I had 
respect for Ra, um, Ra Digga. I think she's a great rapper, but I didn't think she would be in my I don't, yeah, top I was gonna say, I don't think she'd make it up there. I mean, I'm sure I shocked you with Iggy, so, like, I mean, he, you never know. R.I.P. to Gangsta Boo. Uh, she used to rap with 3-6 Mafia and, of course, had her own yeah. solo career. She has passed away earlier this year. Um, again, another great voice. Literally, in the middle of all this horrorcore slash Memphis rap music that uh, Three Six Mafia were making, she, I mean, she, she she again she stood out. She had great bars, right? And she she just had a big personality that that stood out. So so R.I.P. to Gangsta Boo, man. I I wanted to make sure that we said that. Um, Salt and Pepper, I thought about them. But are they penalized because it's a group? Like does That's salt the does salt stand out more than Peppa? Does Peppa stand out more than salt? That's a good question. They have that they have the outcast conundrum conundrum. Yeah, and I think they're both very talented, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and that's hard to see them as individuals. Huge records, like some of the yes. biggest, biggest rap and records. They out. were like my favorite group when I was younger. Like yeah. like my the the end all be all for me. Mm-hmm. Um, them and TLC. So like that is a great question because you see them as a group and not as individuals. And does that lower their status as an MC? Um, I would have to say on the normal, it normally does is the sad thing. Yeah. Like even you though have it, to it shouldn't in, include them together, but it, salt and pepper to me would co- come together. Yeah. You know, and that's like, you know, TLC as a group. Yes. They all had their very much individualized personalities and styles. Um, but it's so hard, you know, to see them not as TLC. Yep. So that is hard. So, yeah, Salt and Pepper is a big one. And then the other one that uh, maybe be the Lady of Rage, she mm-hmm. was from Death Row and, of course, had Afro Puffs, um, her single. And, uh, I mean, again, as somebody who I didn't ever felt like her potential was truly tapped into because she kind of got lost in a Death Row shuffle. Yeah, and, uh, which, again, was sad for her because she didn't get the... The credit that she probably could deserve, and the development that she that probably could have right. brought about more for her. And then Pop died, and then she was just kind of in limbo. And now yeah. she, I think she still tours with Snoop now. So um, Snoop's Snoop's making sure that she's still out there and everything. Well, that's good. Um, but that that is our greatest female MCs of all time list. Yeah. Um, so I I really appreciate you coming on and calling me sexist. Mm-hmm. And telling me that put people in boxes, but it, it's really hard when when because this is why some people don't like lists because you have to you like you, you have to put them has, in a box yeah. is what because that's what you're doing to start with is yeah. what you're doing you, because you you're saying this is this goes with their identity mm-hmm. you know so I understand that I do but hopefully in our conversations it made you reconsider and think about some other things and also our your conversation reminded me of some that I didn't really think about that you know again could have definitely been in the top and i think again it just makes you analyze what do you define as a as an mc yeah yeah it most definitely does so so i'm, I'm glad that this is this one's in the books finally and <laughs> yeah you know what my list is from where when my list is from we talked about this in it's october so we talked about this in august or july june <laughs> i made my list in june i looked on the notes that sheet so in june so that's how long we've been waiting to do this. <laughs> life be life, man. I know. Life be life. We're adulting. Ugh. I know. Gross. I'm gross. So th- th- thanks for, for coming on. This is this is your last appearance on Hyphenation. 
Why? Because next, epi- next episode is the last one for hyphenation. Why? Because I'm, I'm ending it. Why? Because I'm I'm ending I'm bringing it to a, a nice closing, and then I'm going to be doing the hyphen universe show. Oh, yeah. moving on, evolving. Yeah, I got you. Mm-hmm. So, well, maybe I'll be invited on hyphen universe. We'll oh, see. Yeah, yeah, you will be on hyphen universe. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I like it too. But I couldn't record the last episode till we recorded this. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this well. is this is 2:14. Okay. Well, 2:14's in the books. So so for the last time, do you have anything that you want to tell the people out there before you sign off of hyphenation for the last time? Mm-hmm. It's been real. It's been real. It's been real. Okay. Is that is that like a Stay in touch. Stay in touch. You're a great person. Stay you're in touch. You're a great person. Yeah, you're a great person. Lo- love you lots. Love you lots. You have a bright future ahead of you. Sincerely, Angel Angel Cannon. Yeah, Angel Cannon. Is that the yearbook quote? Conley. What did you write in yearbooks? Do you remember? Have a great summer. Have a great, even senior year? Uh, senior still, year, yeah. have a great summer? Have a great summer. Was that your go-to, have a great that's summer? That's my great, that's my still great yearbook go-to. I'm a teacher. I write it in that one. <laughs> And have I teach 8th graders. Have good, a great oh, summer. Or good luck in high school is mine now, too. I know you'll do great things. Do you mean it, though? Most of the time. Okay. And, <laughs> and, and that's the dismount right there. I say all that to say this as Marley yawns. Thanks, y'all. Bye. This is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained?